0: the future lies in the interfaces of different industries, right? So the disruption happens exactly, I guess, when the industries are overlapping or in the in the, in the interfaces of, of things. So, and I think I have, I do have advantage um, having seen different industries and, and behind the scenes and from different angles as an advisor, as an entrepreneur, as an investor. So all, all of that have um, probably enriched my ability to, to get a, a certain pattern, to recognize a certain pattern. But, but of course, uh, investment or, or being angel is, is a lot more than just picking the right deals, I think.
1: This is Female Business Angel Podcast go-to destination if you're a business angel or would like to get into angel investing and don't know where to start.
0: Or if you just want to find out how we tick. We're Tina and Katja, both business angels from Berlin. Well, I'm a VC now. We will interview established female business angels about how they got started and how it is going, including all the best tips and tricks.
1: So get ready for some insider stories and personal empowering moments and revelations with these incredible women.
0: Welcome to this journey with us.
1: Hello, welcome to Female Business Angels Podcast. Uh, We are having a very special guest today. First guest, uh, who is not based in Berlin. We would like to welcome Lynn. Hello, Lynn. Hi, (laughs) Katja. She's an entrepreneur turned angel investor. She's a startup advisor and board member. She's also a mom of three kids and she lives in Stockholm. Her investment focus are impact startups and uh, ideally when we have our guests here, we ask them to introduce themselves as well and to to tell us about, about their personal and professional story. So I know that Lynn, you lived in quite a few countries, you also speak three languages if I'm not mistaken, so tell us more, how, how did it all start?
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Katia, and, and such a pleasure to be here. Uh, we know each other for quite some time, but um, I think this is a really great platform um, to talk about the story and, and to get some inspirations. So, first things first, um, the ultimate question who I am. <laughs> um, um, I, I, I am a global citizen. So, um, the first uh, third of my life, I, uh, I'm born Chinese and I spent in China um, from Beijing. Um, the second third of my life um, uh, equally amount of time I spent in Germany. Um, I went to school, I studied and started my career in management consultancy based in Munich and the last uh, third of my life we have been traveling quite a bit and um, because of my husband's career, we moved um, a couple of countries, uh, like you said. Um, <laughs> um, so we have moved from Germany to India, from India to Sri Lanka, and now from Sri Lanka back to Europe, and now based in Stockholm, Sweden. Um, yeah, that is me, and um, I'm a mother of three kids, uh, aged from five to ten. Um, a, a very sweet age, but very independent already. Um, I co founded or, or launched three new businesses in my life three kids and three new businesses, um, two in e commerce so and startups one in... in total. <laughs> you could say that. Uh, or six babies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Raising so two in e commerce yeah. and, and one in education um, technology. Yeah, so, so I would like to see them as babies. Um, um, and um, now I'm a full-time investor um, and I support startups as a mentor, advisor or, or board member. Yeah, that is myself. That's really cool.
1: So, and having lived in so many cultures, what is, what is the country or the culture you
0: feel like most comfortable with or in yeah, um, a really good question, but very difficult one. I, I, I guess that's the reason why I said I'm a global citizen, because I do feel. Um, I'm I'm a little bit of everything. Um, It is not something that I'm really proud of, but it is how I am. Um, I I think I feel comfortable in many different cultures, not only in the Asian, East Asian Chinese culture or or, or European German culture. I I think my strength is to adapt into a culture very quickly and, and find the way to navigate, um, to survive, um, and, and also not to lose myself. And to thrive. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I mean, it's similar for yourself, right? You also come from a very international background. and yeah, but, and have I, lived but, in but many I would countries. still consider
1: myself a European, I guess. I like I. I, I don't think I have, like, uh, yeah, sometimes I do have cultural shock when I travel around a bit. But uh, yeah, mm. so the, I guess I feel the yeah, most comfortable place for me is Europe. But of course, yeah, it's, I think it's up to people, not to, like, cultures or the country of origin, if you get along with them or not so and how did you find your way into angel investing and in how how did you become full-time investor
0: yeah um i guess my doors have always been open for startups because i was a founder myself so um even um, when i founded my first company that was 2013 I started helping other startups as well um, with advices, with contacts, and eventually with money. So I kind of very naturally turned into an investor. Um, I I never really searched for that. Um, But uh, I I did take quite some time um, to think about being a full time investor. Um, So, as a family, uh, like I said, we have been moving quite a bit um, the last uh, eight to 10 years. It has been a tremendous um, fulfilling experience for me just to, you know, get to see those beautiful places and and meet very different people to understand different culture. And, And also I think I built my career um, um, in within different countries and, and learned a lot doing that and, and also um, I think I have successfully reinvented myself every time we moved and um, had some unique opportunities but um, this time when we moved to Sweden it was um, in the middle of the pandemic and I had a lot of time thinking what I really want in my life and, and uh, I I think as a founder, um, and I, I think all the entrepreneurs in the world will agree with me probably. Once you have been an entrepreneur, there's no way back anymore. So I always have this calling to do something myself and I see a lot of things I I, I want to do differently and um, keep asking why and (laughs) all of that so I I actually I really want to be an entrepreneur but because of my family situation I think I, I need to be very flexible um there are different things in life as well which are important so but but I still I guess I I needed a model um, that will allow me the flexibility but still I feel I I can feel fulfilled and um, I can combine the passion of being entrepreneur with what I'm good at uh, which is managing a portfolio which is you know um, uh, looking at diverse topics uh, and and, uh, looking at international topics just because of my background uh, having um, done many different things and live in different countries. So I think, and, and I came very naturally, I think, to the conclusion that probably entry investment is, is the best because I have very much the flexibility and, and I, I can um, combine the, the passion um, being entrepreneur or being around uh, with entrepreneurs and, and my strengths of uh, managing a portfolio and, and dive into uh, different topics quickly.
1: Yeah, I we've been having a, we've been assessing a couple of deals together, and I think you're really good at um, kind of dissecting business models as well and unit economics, all the costs. So you you're, you're very sharp, you have a very sharp pragmatic mind like from, from, from the very beginning. So <laughs> even if you see a very like early stage idea, uh, it feels for me that sometimes you have this, incredibly long Excel sheet in your head <laughs> and <laughs> like, a, like a kind of like a consultant presentation already made like in, in fraction of seconds and you already know like what are the weak points what are the strengths so this is something I've um, I, I, I'm really admiring about about you and when we are having well, our conversations about potential investments so I don't know if you see it in the, in the similar way if you would agree
0: that's such a compliment. Uh, luckily, it's only audio, so you don't see me blush. <laughs> but, um, yeah, thank you so much. I, I, I think I, um, I love complexity, um, and not because I think I'm, I'm, outsmarting um, uh, anyone or or anything in the market but it's just I think my experience having lived in different cultures and and have done many different things. Um, I started my career as a management consultant uh, in automotive industry in Germany and um, uh, I have done uh, also energy topics and and, uh, talco topics or um, later on I ventured into design the creative industry so I I have seen quite a few uh, industries and my my own startup was in e-commerce. Uh, again, different ones. So, so I think, and and the future lies in the interfaces of of different industries right so the disruption happens exactly i guess when the industries are overlapping or or in the in the in the interfaces of of things so and i think i have i do have advantage um having seen different industries and and behind the scenes and from different angles as advisor as an entrepreneur as an investor so all, all of that have um probably enriched my ability to To get a, a certain pattern, to recognize a certain pattern, but but of course, uh, investment or, or being angel is, is a lot more than just picking the right deals. I think.
1: Yeah. What What would you say? What is what? What else is important?
0: Because. Yeah, um, I, I initially when I started, I thought, you know, oh, actually my biggest strength is evaluating deals because, um, yeah, so being an entrepreneur, I have seen um, from the inside and also being, a, um, a, you know, a management consultant, I, I learned how to quickly uh, go into a, a topic and find the core. But then I noticed as an investor, there are so many steps actually um, starting from sourcing the deals, right? So so why, So, why? How, how do you get into deals? Is it um, you actively search for it or, or is it passive? You have built a brand and the, the startups come to you. Um, so it starts with that because with, as a solo investor or Android investor, um, you, you, you don't have an engine you don't have a machine which works for you so it, it's very Let's you, you see have to this really carefully
1: change something
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you, go. you have to very carefully yeah to, to, to think about your time and a sourcing deal is a very important um, um, part of this because exactly and, and how many deals can you see as a single person right so and there are millions of startups great startups out there but, but uh, okay you can choose but you don't get to see them so there is no point and then also Later on, I, I think um, uh, another learning I have made um, is uh, the excess of dues. Of course, uh, you get to see them and um, hopefully uh, you, you know you choose the right ones but but it 's not always the case that the startups choose you because um, they also want especially the good startups they also want the best uh, in their cap table. so why should they choose you? What is your value at and and what is your story and and how can you help and so uh, of course, as an angel investor, you cannot fuel the round uh, so so money is is not uh, uh, the, the biggest argument, so you have to have some a, a lot more things right so so there are so many elements to it and everything is kind of connected and it is a flywheel itself so you, if you get to see better deals you get to select better and when you select better you get to make better track record, and and when you have better track record you get to see better deals so it's a long process and and it's also challenging because um, because it is long and you don't have a reference point very quickly. As an entrepreneur, I think um, the the biggest advantage is uh, you can iterate very quickly. You have uh, you can try, arrow and learn and, and change and adapt and and then grow quickly. But as an investor, that the cycle is so long and and how do you know? <laughs> There's a lot of hype in the market and and you you have to have a lot of conviction um, and a lot of. Um, mental strengths, I think, to also stick to what you believe in and and your gut feel um, or or your data points and and analysis, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I guess it's gut feel combined with data points over with the analytical part of um, dissecting deals and uh, evaluating them properly.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Uh, I think it comes with time, the pattern recognition, after you see, you know, many startups at this stage, um, and and you have talked to so many founders, and and um, it, it will come. You will build a very natural hypothesis of of, of your investment strategy and. Um, it's only I, I, I guess the reference point is t- takes a little longer. Yeah. you know the t- only time you prove <laughs> it's, it's, who's it's, right, who's wrong, who's lucky. <laughs> that's true.
1: It's like the human analogy to machine learning, right? To pattern recognitions and, yeah, and, <laughs> exactly. But, but sometimes exactly. You know, there are also some surprising exceptions as well. So, and what would you say is the average cycle of um, like deal? Making. So is it months, weeks, days, years? Because you you, you just said, okay, sometimes it takes a long time. I have a feeling that that's true. So sometimes you really know you would invest in some great people even before they had their company idea, the startup idea, Mm -hmm. or even before they left their current job, you know, you would back them like 100% and you do
0: maybe mm, like
1: mm. years later or months later. And sometimes my perception is that really good deals could happen in a matter of days. Yeah, uh, you mean the evaluation period or... Um... In general, from, um, I don't know, knowing about this deal happening, but this startup, or, I don't know, approaching them or maybe they approach you and... Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. why the
0: money. To it to, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, right. Yeah, um, that, that's a very good question. It, it really is very different. So I have um, the fastest deal or the fastest check I have made. I think it was within a day. Um, also because they're closing, um, and I have not spoken to the founder. <laughs> that was a little crazy, wow. and that, but but also that was very at the beginning of my um, uh, investor career. So I I it, it was. It, I think it was just uh, uh, something magical um, happened. And and that's the beauty of angel investment, right? You can do whatever you like. And and everyone has their own style. We're all gifted differently. Some are good with numbers and some are good with people and some are good with business models and so on and so forth. And and I think I, I do... My conviction comes from um, one is the market. Um, do I believe in this market? Do I think you know this is really a, a big coming market? It, it might not be big today, but I, I believe the trend's going that way. It's a mega trend, and, and the, so, so, so that is something that I spend a lot of time thinking, uh, really the big picture, and um, then I. Of course, need to have a really good gut feel about the founder, and that is mostly difficult because from uh, you know virtual meetings, of course, you don't you don't really know. But I, at least I try to understand um, how they tick, if I can work with them, if they uh, carries a fire you know to uh, hunger to to, to know things to discover things the curiosity and and also do they have original ideas or not and of course if there is a founder market fit so called so so and and in this case where I I wrote a check very quickly was in a vertical marketplace for climate it's called we don't have time Um, it's a Swedish uh, startup and I love the name from the first minute and I I thought you know if there is is one thing about this issue then it is we don't have time we just don't fucking have time we don't and and it is so true yeah we don't and um and and then i I found the founder exceptionally brave and and very outspoken and i think for social media or or community builder you need someone who, who is like that and who has no fear who can challenge you know facebook and and also the reason he gave why there is a room for such a vertical marketplace," he said. You know, because the current marketplaces they have bias and they are sponsored by the traditional industries, so they will never go against them. And that kind of struck me, and it totally made sense. And so, and and I really believe in vertical marketplaces. I I I I'm not a heavy social media user, you know, but um, I do think it has a lot of value. And especially, I I really want to see social media. Place uh, social um, uh, social media. Uh, marketplaces doing good things, and yeah. I think this is one of the great social media marketplaces. And the numbers also just uh, were right because uh, you, you see, when uh, a startup in climate uh, industry when they do an event on um, uh, we don't have time versus when they do a event on Facebook or Instagram, it's a huge difference. It's very targeted, very sticky audience, and they get millions of people watching it. So it's it's very active and uh, it's very engaged. It's very loyal, uh, a really good retention. So, yeah, and um, I, I just uh, made the step. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Sometimes you yeah. just have to dare and uh, jump into it. And what is exactly their business model? Because I remember you told um, me about that startup. So, what? Um, what's the business model? Yeah,
0: yeah. The business model is um, um, they want to connect the supply and the demand of um, climate solutions. So um, currently, it is for social media where. Um, people or, or businesses are promoting solutions. But uh, ultimately, what they are trying to build is they want to give the solution providers, startups or, or bigger corporate companies mm-hmm. who provide a, a climate solution, a platform um, also to market um, their solutions and, and find buyers and, and um, uh, connect with audience and, and get supporters and, and so on and so forth. So, so and, and the other way they are building um, was uh, to have more data points also because uh, talking about um, uh, climate issues, I think uh, the, the transparency and, and the right data points is, is, is still not available. It's very fragmented. And, uh, but before we have the transparency, um, it's very difficult to have any action. So, um, that is also something that I think very interesting, and and only a platform will be able to provide a top down view um, and and the, the the right transparency and get the people together, get the community together, and only together we can solve that problem. So so
1: yeah, yeah. Now sounds very convincing. I'm I'm solid as well. <laughs> and how, how how did you get in touch with them? How how did you source this? Do you or did they source you?
0: Um, no, I, I actually both. Yeah, you're right. So, um, how did I? I saw them um, on one of the the club demos. So, the, so there are different android clubs. I don't remember exactly where, but I saw a demo. So, so they were uh, the, the founder was on stage talking about um, this startup, and um, and and then I joined that event. Um, and then he had this participants list, the founder. He, he had the participants list and he went through the list probably. I don't know how many were on that. And, and then he reached out. I, I think probably he has reached out to everyone. I, I don't know if he has selected a few, but he reached out uh, to me on LinkedIn. Um, so I, I was very interested and, and, and enticed when I saw, uh, you know, the idea and, and the person for that idea. And um, But he reached out to me and, and sent me the, 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 the day. And uh, offered, you know, if I want to have a chat, and um, I I studied it and I was pretty convinced, but uh, they want to close the deal actually quickly um, by the end of that week. So I said, okay, don't worry, I would put in a small ticket. Um, yeah, we can speak later. I mean, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Sometimes, yeah. I, I my first angel investment also happened really, really. Quick! It was really fast, and uh, yeah, I also I don't know if I was super convinced about the business model and found the market fit and about this magic in in the founders, and uh, yeah, that, that's when I decided to become angel investor. So I I, I can relate. I can relate to that. Mm, and yeah, uh, how and how 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 did your very very first angel investment happen? Do you remember that? Was it also like a spontaneous, quick? Move or were you striving to become an angel investor or was it a coincidence? Mm,
0: The first one, actually, I did not actively. Take the decision, I think I was not uh, so convinced, but my husband was, was was very convinced, so we went in <laughs> um, yeah so so it was actually not um it it, it was not uh, love for the first sight uh, for me um but uh yeah, so because it, it's it's for the family, and uh, both my husband and myself we we take different turns to lead. And, um, in my case, that the first one that I led and, and took the decision was also very fast. Um, it was uh, not a very early stage, it was a more later stage, um, not very late, but after Series A already, and they're doing a bridge round, which is normally, you know, people don't really, really like bridge round. But I looked at the product, I come from a product background, um, digital product, and um, I really like the product, I have to say. And um without looking at other things and the monetization model was not you know it didn't ha- did not have a proof and and a lot of things I think was not hundred percent but because I really like the product I think I um yeah I took the decision and also in that case i didn't I didn't uh, take a lot of time speaking to the founder so it was a, a conviction because of the product
1: yeah so and you don't regret it.
0: No, it no, no! Name. It has turned out to be one of the best, actually. Which <laughs> one
1: is it? Would you like to tell the listen our listeners? Yeah,
0: it was uh, it was uh, Ada Health.
1: Okay, that's quite a famous company right now. I mean, it's pretty well known. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yes, yes. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's a health tech company based out of Berlin, and uh, they are doing like a symptom diagnostic, right, based on AI. Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So Ada. Yeah. You have quite a few very, very, very impressive companies in your portfolio. So, and I think I, I would like to summarize the, the maybe the learnings that uh, for for the founders that that you were so you were telling us about being like bold and brave. So being, well, well, actually pitching at those angel demo days. So you should be there present if you are. A founder, what it to raise money from business angels, female business angels, and uh, also be proactive and reach out. And that's true. Sometimes it's uh, not only a deep analysis about like big picture macro trends and market fit or product. Sometimes it can be love at the first sight. And I would agree so many, many times, you know, in, I don't know, in the first couple of seconds if you're sold or not, but then of course you have to do some due diligence and sleep over it, talk to other people, some industry experts, grab some references. Um, So I think that's super interesting. And uh, so you've done some health tech, uh, vertical marketplaces, B2B, climate tech, and uh, now you Would like to focus on impact investing, like hundred percent. That's
0: correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, that is totally correct. So, and uh, I decided also to more focus on applied AI um, as a business model. So, what I think really excites me is to see how deep tech or, or technology in general can can really make a positive impact and, and to solve the biggest problems for mankind. Um, and especially in those industries, impact industries like education, health, food, climate. And um, why applied AI? Um, uh, I, I said the the, the third uh, business that I have co-founded or, or launched um, was in education technology, and that was uh, um, a new kind of university for applied AI. And um, so, what I see is uh, AI is coming into all the industries, right? Uh, so, so it's 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 a must. It's it's a big trend, and and there is no way around it. And um, but the technology itself, I think, is becoming more and more commodity. Even um, so. The, the 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 real question is actually how AI is applied to every each industry and how the AI business model looks like. And that is actually really interesting because I think a lot of people or startups. Um, um, to start with, they, they, they think, you know, AI is uh, the technology itself is, is a mode or the data is a mode, But but that is something actually that has not proved itself. Because if you think about it, um, the the AI model, um, the, the, there are so many um, infrastructure providers for, or like AWS or, or Azure. Or they have pre-trained model and there is a GPT-3 right, for NLP. And so the models are getting more and more advanced and pre-trained. And and so it's, it's not like you, as a startup, you really have to build a model from the scratch. And then the other question with the data is... Um, it, you, you know the, the the question I think is really the use case right so people think if I have more data then the the, the accuracy of the model will be better eventually yes but but how many cases do you really need a hundred percent accuracy right maybe only in healthcare cases where you really need to tell exactly if it's cancer or not or or you, you know but but there are many many use cases where you don't need a hundred percent accuracy and and for that actually you don't need so much data to reach a reasonable level to predict. And and then the question is, what do you do with the long-tail data, right? Do you need, because the long-tail data will become a cost component in the end because it is expensive to label the data, to clean the data, um, to maintain the data, to store the data, to transform the data. So there are so many things, and and it all related to cost. And and if your long tail data does not add any value, um, why do you need it, right? So so the data mode is I, I'm always you know in doubt if, if startups say it's a data mode and uh, uh, because I I have a lot more data and, and also how many times is uh, uh, preparatory data, right? So it's, it, it's only a matter of money or, or time probably. So And that is not a mode in the end, not like a network effect or, or, or other mode. So then I, I think the, the, the key question is really the business model. How do you build... Um, your business around AI and is it a service business or, um, you know, how, how do you build defensibility? How, how, how do you control your cost structure? Because com- compared to a SaaS model, the AI business models have a much Lower gross margin because of the the, the the infrastructure cost and 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 the data cost is just more expensive. So, and I I find it really really interesting. And I think um, because there is a big trend for that, and very few investors really understand the technology, and even less understand the business model. So I do see some kind of advantage uh, to go in there. And um, um, so yeah, and, and of this- course the. the yeah, I have that excitement when I think about how uh, AI or deep tech is solving these big problems um, in different industries, and, and that is exactly the topics that I really want to focus in the future.
1: Yeah, so have this niche expertise and position yourself as a deep tech applied AI focused investor. Yes, um, yes, exactly. What, so, so what could be? I mean, I think uh, so. We yeah, those are like, uh, I mean, the kind of. Um, so those are, yeah. The, the, so the the description of applied AI, it's we we all understand it. I mean, we, we we are in touch with it every single day. But I guess it's still like a bit difficult to grasp. So what could be like the perfect startup you would invest in? Maybe it does not exist yet. But what could you envision? I I don't know. In my case, it would be for example something related to Web three that is making the interfaces more usable for mass consumers, where people could... that they would that where people would not even realize they are using something that is like based on blockchain or Web3, so it would look normal, mm. super usable. Mm. You would not have to connect like five wallets and, uh, I don't know, transfer funds and so on. You would just use something like we use, like our nowadays Web2 applications. It would be user-friendly. I don't know, my mom could use it, my little daughter, so everyone could click on it and... Uh, <laughs> so that that would be like my ideal use case so like web-free consumerized uh, something for like communities I don't know B2C digital product app uh, maybe a game what would it be for you? yeah
0: yeah, that, that is really interesting, Katya. And, and I, wa- I just want to make a comment there because I was just discussing with my husband the other day and he had this idea of a B2C marketplace to create your own NFT. And he said, you know, I have been thinking about this idea and, and if, if I had time or, or in another life, I would really want to do this startup myself or maybe there is such a startup already. And I think it's very much <laughs> goes in the same direction as what you just mentioned. And, uh, let us let us know when you find such a, a startup. We want to invest as yeah. well. Or maybe but, we but that's a really great ourselves. idea.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So, <laughs> so, what would what would and, be uh, your perfect yeah. applied
1: AI startup? What could it be? Yeah, Just to make yeah. It like So, more... so uh,
0: I I think. Um, uh, uh, Ada House is pretty much uh, a use case that I really like. It is using AI uh, to solve a specific problem. I, I also very much like the consumer side because of my e-commerce background. Um, and to think about uh, having a solution which, which has an impact on, on, on really a mass market, like uh, millions of people, that really excites me. Um, and it should be in the in the impact industry. It, it can be even something like adaptive learning. For you know, for K twelve, K twelve, K twelve kids, or um, it can be I don't know mental health, how to solve mental health problem with AI as a, a chatbot. Uh, I have looked at quite a few startups there and made a small syndicate investments in in V-Bolt. Um And uh, I recently looked at uh, a, a startup. Um, which is uh, in uh, AI for legal, uh, although it's, it's not a, a impact uh, industry, but but that was also very interesting because they are helping the SM. B, uh, uh, small, medium businesses um, to solve the legal issues. And and I think it's also really interesting. Um, I made a commitment, but uh, in the end, I got pushed out by YC. (laughs) So (laughs) I I was not fast enough to wire the money. And uh, then uh, YC made the offer and said, we're closing this round (laughs) and the the small investors are going out again. So So learning yeah, be faster than (laughs) YC. Yeah, be faster than YC but but also you know how how do you compete with YC with your exactly. value add right so yeah. why should the the, the uh, founder choose you in the end um I mean it's really difficult to to compete with Yc but um mm. yeah I I, I I guess that was a really good learning and um yeah so so it can be in many different industries and and I I get excited to think about uh, if it's a bigger problem that they're solving, and there are different, you know, um, categories—some are painkillers, so-called painkillers, some are the vitamins—and I guess I'm more in the painkiller category <laughs> yeah. um, to, to 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 solve the critical issues rather than um, you know giving pleasure.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've just read about this analogy in the Super Founders book. Mm -hmm. I guess it's from there. So yeah, there is a statistic analysis that painkillers, that startups that are actually solving the real problem. So statistically, they have a higher chance to become billion dollar companies. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, 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 Goodness. yeah. Yeah, and then, um, and then there are like vitamins. So I don't know. Instagram, for example, is vitamin, mm. but I mean, it's it's, it's a unicorn, of course. I mean, it was yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was acquired by Facebook, so it's uh, it's more difficult in the vitamins category, and it's more up to creating a very appealing, addictive, uh, glossy brand. Mm. So yes. yeah 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 so but it's uh, it's it's very interesting yeah it sounds mm-hmm. like you should get involved with entrepreneurs first and maybe become a mentor there or a venture partner because they have lots of deep tech startups
0: yeah i i really like their concept i have to say i, I think they're one of the really greatest um incubator and and i have the recent batch also i have looked at and um it, it's really good quality and i really believe in uh, their philosophy of having two co-founders to start with um one is a tech uh heavy background and the other one is commercial background and I think they have a really good concept. And I really, I also personally really believe in this uh, indexing um, uh, kind of concept to go, go in early and then uh, to have a larger uh, portfolio of startups. Yeah. yeah,
1: sounds like, okay, they are not sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> Just no. to make it clear. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you guys, you're doing a great job, like entrepreneurs first. And I guess for all the aspiring deep tech founders or angel investors who are interested in deep tech, they should definitely have entrepreneurs first on, on their radar. Um, yeah, we will tag them on our LinkedIn post. And uh, what, like Lynn, what, I mean, this is like super fascinating, like everything, everything you've been sharing so far. And we, uh, normally we ask, uh, so the, like the, what is the ultimate advice you would give to aspiring angel investors, like especially female angel investors? How, how could they start? How should they get into it? And Why?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um I think maybe a couple of hygiene things to start with I I think uh, like you said the motivation itself is really important to think about uh, why why you want to do this I have seen all different kinds of angels right they're doing angel investment it can be uh, a successful entrepreneur who has done an exit and don't know what to do and you know they they become angel investor just to bridge the time and looking for the next kick or it it can uh, I have also seen a lot of successful corporate uh, managers and, and they're doing it on the side because they have a passion for that and, um, um, and there are emerging investors who want to have an investor career and, and doing it as a stepping stone to build a track record so so there are all kinds of different um, um, motivations and, and I, I think the beauty of entry investment is, is pretty much freestyle and uh, you learn so much from doing it and and there is no better way of just doing it and um the other thing i think is um to set a budget Uh, although it is totally fun and you learn a lot and you get to see really cool people but as an asset class investment asset class I have to say (laughs) warning it is the worst Um, it is uh, not liquid and um, uh, the chance everyone I I hope has heard about this power law um, which is um, um, used more in the VC so very few um, maybe 10% of the VCs are really making Three X, um, uh, and that is considered to be a good investment, right? So, so three X means after ten years, it's about twelve percent year-on-year growth of return. Um, uh, 12, twelve. Sorry, not not growth. Twelve percent of return and, and that is considered to be good. And that, that is only 10% of the VCs. And these are institutional, professional investors. They have a machine behind it, what they do. And as angel investor, of course, the chance is even less. So so don't look at it I, I think someone who wants to do it for asymmetric Uh, profit or or outsized profit, I think this is not a good idea probably to start because probably uh, you will get disappointed. Um, um, Yeah, it is one of the worst uh, risk class uh, asset. So I think to set a budget and to understand the risk that you're going into, but to enjoy the ride, not to think about, you know, I I will get rich because of this. I think it's it's quite important as a a mental, um, mental orientation. And then, um I, I heard some really great advices like uh, from Jason Calacanes, uh, one of the super angels, to go on many dates as possible, but don't get married. So I, <laughs> I, I think that is also really a good um, advice, uh, just to see initially when you start, don't be too um, in, a, in a hurry you know, to write checks, but to really look at a few and and also now there are so many different investment platforms and different angel clubs that you can join um, so that you can make smaller checks and and invest alongside experienced angels. Um, There there is one um, very famous called AngelList from the US um, where you can write checks from $1,000 and um, um, there are of course a lot of things um, different from investing as a equity angel investor. So as a syndicate, you you, uh, you don't uh, have to source deals. So you, you you get deals from syndicate leads and you can decide if you want to invest or not and then you can invest a small ticket size. I think that is a very good way to start as well because you get to see, um, you get a deal flow and a very qualified deal flow from syndicate leads and you get to, yeah, and you have a good calibration when, um, when you have uh, your own deal flow, you know, which are considered to be, good startups or not what are the metrics you should look like and what is the business model out there and um, then there are uh, some really interesting angel clubs um uh, also in germany um to name a few maybe um there is uh, better ventures um for impact investment there is evangelistas for female angels um there is uh kapakura um, and, and a lot more, right? So, so I think that is also very good. Um, uh, there, there are also I think ones for health, and for health, there are ones for AI. So, I think that is also very good um, place to go to find like minded people to to network with other investors and because. Uh, other investors will bring deal flow and you you get to discuss and 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 you can place also smaller tickets and don't be afraid of um making two small tickets um i think uh, the the impression sometimes is also you have to make at least uh, i don't know fifty thousand but but um uh, you can even make uh, these days also smaller tickets if the startups agree and there are different ways or different vehicles of doing it um and and I think there is no better way to start yeah
1: yeah. I think I will summarize your advices. So first, uh, find your motivation. Find the way. Why, why do you want to do it? Second, set a budget. And remember, it's a very risky asset class. Three, <laughs> don't do it for money. And four, invest alongside more experienced angels. Join angel clubs, join syndicates, and just start. So I think um, those are... Yeah, very, very good learnings and recommendations for yeah for people who want to to get involved uh, in uh, with 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 angel investing and with early stage startups and. Um, yeah, I I guess we are coming to the end of our interview. I don't know, maybe like the last question which is a better for like theoretical like for the beginning of the new year like 2022. What 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 is the change you would like to see in the world? I mean, being an early stage investor, you kind of you bet on the business models for the future. So, I don't know if if you could see if if you could uh change, like, one thing in the world, what, what
0: would it be? Wow, that is mm-hmm. such a profound question. I've never thought about it, I have to say. <laughs> if I could change one thing, what that would be. Um, or maybe improve? Yeah, I think there are so many things, but I think in the end it boils down to how we are as, as people, and, and how we are as people with each other. And I think if I look at the world today, um, I feel actually we are so connected. We are more connected than ever, but we are so apart more than ever. And that, that makes me really upset. Um, so I, I, I think how we could unite um, as, as human, as as people to go above you know the political things, the the um, what divide us. You know the hatred, or, or um, in, in terms of different social class, or ethnic groups, or whatever. So so, how can I find each other again? Because I think why human is is so much better or, or, or more. Um, superior uh, as other animals is that we can work together and and I think to 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 make the life better for everyone we have to unite again and and to find some common ground and 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 uh, overcome the differences that we have yeah
1: yeah I think that's an amazing closing especially like because you 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 like previously in the podcast you said that the future lies in the intersection of different industries uh, and then I mean, people make industry, so we have to unite and work together again. And so it's also like the human layer and connecting different sectors and kind of yeah, grow, grow, grow together. Like uh, come closer. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah, one of my key uh, really mantra is uh, to to think win-win, and I think that is a very female, <laughs> maybe biased, but I think it's a very female um, kind of a m- mentality. Or at least I have heard it from many female uh, colleagues um the, the to, to think win-win, and 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 that is I think really really important in everything that we do. Not not to think about it's a zero-sum game. There is room for every one right, so it's, uh, it's only together we can do it better, yeah. and uh, only we're, we're in the end all connected. It all comes back to, um, yeah, it's only a matter of time, but but uh, it, it all comes into circle.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's an amazing closing, like very philosophical, and it's perfect for the for the grey or sunny winter days or evenings. Thank you so much, Lin. Thanks for sharing your wisdom and experiences. Yeah, thank and you thanks so much for being
0: with us here. It was big fun. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.